Step right up to Season 2 of The Barnum Show, a podcast series created by students in the American Carnival First Year Seminar at Worcester State University in Fall 2019. Each episode tells one story from the life of America's quintessential showman, P.T. Barnum. Hero, trickster, or fraud? You be the judge. But just remember what Barnum never said. There's a sucker born every minute. Phineas Taylor Barnum, better known as P.T. Barnum, was an American businessman and showman with many tricks up his sleeve. Just when the public thought he had done it all, he entered a whole new business and quickly began to dominate. A traveling showman, a temperance advocate, a Connecticut state representative, a museum owner. You name it, Barnum did it. The most fascinating aspect of Barnum's life was not his motivation and eagerness to promote himself, but rather the idea that no matter how illegitimate the investment, he always created a successful exhibition. Barnum always advised his beloved fans, followers, and spectators to engage in one type of business and one type of business only, but he himself could not even follow his own advice. He got his feet wet in just about every industry he possibly could, and just when people thought he had reached his peak, he proved them wrong and took it one step further. However, when Barnum became president of the Fairfield Agricultural Society in the mid-1850s, no one could have predicted the course of the journey he would embark on. Flower shows, beauty pageants, dog shows, poultry exhibits all of which Barnum sponsored as a series of the country's first national competitions when he became president of the Fairfield Agricultural Society. As intriguing as some of these contests may have been, the most popular and unique of them all were his baby shows. The Grand National Baby Show at Barnum's American Museum in New York was open to children five years and younger from all over the world. The 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th days in June of 1855 were the four days of the year where 60,000 patrons streamed from all parts of the city in rural areas and packed the American Museum to witness this spectacle. 100 of the finest white babies in America were exhibited, and 21 premiums amounting to over $1,000 were to be awarded to the winners of categories, including twins, triplets, quadruplets, and the fattest and handsomest babies with the awarding of the Fattest Baby Prize being Barnum's personal favorite. There was a huge transparency with infants in arms, on sofas, and wrapped in American flags, making the Grand National Baby Show a sight no one wanted to miss. The first contest was judged by P.T. Barnum himself, which he quickly determined to be a big mistake. Every mother thinks their infants are the best and the brightest, and as a result, are deserving of the $100 grand prize. The mothers of the 99 babies not chosen as the winner were outraged by the stupidity of the committee and, out of spite, pronounced the winning baby as the homeliest. This initial bitterness caused women to feel alienated due to their poverty and made them question if their wealth played a role in the standing given to their child. Barnum allowed the mothers to select an impartial committee of women on their own to judge future competition rather than himself and kept his distance from the chaos that broke out among the losers. 
Barnum completely removed himself from the equation of announcing the prize winner in person by instead sending in a written report so that he would not have to deal with any backlash that may arise, a solution that was successful. This exhibition of the finest white babies on the continent provided crowds with great pleasure and pride, but also caused much controversy. The key word in the advertising of this grand spectacle was white. Although one question, Barnum had no objection to creating another exhibit for the world's finest colored babies, they were not given a single thought in his original plan. Segregation was a part of everyday life when this exhibit was being showcased in 1855, but looking back on it today, it is disgraceful to think babies were only permitted to be entered if their skin color met the qualifications. As a result, people began to refer to Barnum's Grand National Baby Show as Barnum's White Baby Show, which put into question, was it truly a national baby show if such a large part of the nation was excluded from competition? Much like all of P.T. Barnum's other attractions, all good things must come to an end. Although he persevered through the public's initial doubts of the legitimacy of his baby shows, he could no longer deal with their opposition, and therefore retired them after their beginning in 1855. His baby shows may have been considered a money-making gimmick, but what Barnum really wanted out of this experience was to get the newspapers talking about him and his museum. He easily checked that box. While awarding babies and their attendees as prize winners, he was simultaneously awarding himself with advertising, which in the end had always been his focus. With the end of one human spectacle becomes the beginning of another, and if any one person were to find it, it would be America's greatest showman himself. The oldest man, fattest woman, and smallest boy are out there, and P.T. Barnum will find them.